Hello, welcome to the Ponderings Podcast. I'm your host, Milo. This podcast, I talk about philosophy, cognitive science, um, sometimes about uh, space things and psychology, uh, but mostly just things that I'm currently interested in and that I'm currently reading, and then I sort of use this platform as a way to teach what I've been learning, and that way I'm also teaching myself the things that I've been reading, um, making them more digestible for myself and also for the people, for you guys that are listening. So this podcast can be found on any podcast hosting site like Podmean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and I also post this podcast on the Ponderings YouTube channel, or each episode is posted on there every Monday. Um, but yeah, so in this episode, episode 19, I will be comparing James Hillman's soul and his soul-making process concept uh, to Alfred North Whitehead's philosophy of organisms, specifically the aspects that deal with eternal objects and subjective unity of experience, things like that. So we're sort of comparing Hillman's archetype and the imaginary realm to Whitehead's um, these aspects in his philosophy that are that can also be akin to that sort of imaginative realm. Um, and I think that Hillman's psychology would fit really well in Whitehead's metaphysical scheme. Um, and I know that Hillman has quoted Whitehead before as well in his books. But yeah, I don't know. I just think comparing the two can uh, bring about a lot of insight into each of their uh, ways of thinking or the philosophies behind their work. Um, Yeah, that's sort of what I'm interested in right now. But yeah, so I wanted to share this quote of Hillman in his Revisioning Psychology, just to sort of start out with a a definition for soul. So quote, by soul, I mean the imaginative possibility in our natures, the experiencing through reflective speculation, dream, image, and fantasy, that mode which recognizes all realities as primarily symbolic or metaphorical, that unknown component which makes meaning possible, turns events into experiences, is communicated in love, has religious concern, deriving from its relation with death. So with this quote, I kind of wanted to base off this episode, um, sort of breaking down this quote, uh, because there's a lot to unpack here, such as like the mode which recognizes all realities as primarily symbolic, the turning events into experiences, these... um, These phrases mentioned, I want to expound upon them and then compare it to Whitehead's philosophy and how Whitehead's philosophy can help deepen an understanding of this imaginal realm and how it impacts actual events, actual experiences, Um, not only impact, but creates and 
brings forth. So I wanted to start out with the phrase, the imaginative possibility in our natures. So first off, I'm gonna talk about Whitehead and then sort of explain the concepts of Whitehead, potential versus actual, prehensions, uh, eternal objects, uh, concrescence, and we're just sort of gonna use these terms to give an illustration to what Hillman is talking about. So first, potential versus actual in Whitehead. Um, so Whitehead sees everything as events. So there's no um, things in themselves or things out there or, or separated objects or substances. There's no substances. There, there's only process. So everything is a process and every being is in the process of becoming that being continuously so the best way to think about it is how he terms it as events there's events which influence other events and so on and so forth we can think of this like how atoms or molecules kind of come together to uh, create chemical compounds um, and if we go further there's cells just on their own doing their thing when they come together there are different organ systems so like the skin there's the nervous system there's muscle systems and then all of that can come together to create a sort of centralized organism an organism that is able to have all of these different systems work in conjunction to have a subjective unity of experience even though there's so many different systems at play there's a lot of multiplicity even in just like one organism there's all of the events of my cells interacting with the environment their specific environment then there's me as a whole organism interacting with the environment or other organisms influencing them as they influence me so there's a lot of um instead of having things looked at as if they were substances we're trying to um, use the word event an actual event to describe uh, all these or to um, encompass all these processes that are going on so then he goes further with prehensions and concrescence to um to illustrate movement in these processes so a prehension well first again let me go into potential versus actual and then i'll get into the prehensions of actual events and eternal objects so potential versus actual uh, i have a quote here from whitehead actuality is the decision amid potentiality and then the eternal objects are the pure potentials of the universe. The actual entities differ from each other in the, their realizations of potentials. When, when we're talking about Whitehead and his process philosophy, events, it's not a simple way. It's a more clear way of understanding his philosophy. But then when we're trying to define his terms, that's where it can get a little tricky or a little confusing. Um, and sometimes for me, like, I have to sort of go over the definitions or sort of visualize, again, his philosophy 
as a whole to be able to understand these very um, specific terms that he's using to describe um, the movement between these different processes. Potentiality, we can think of it as things in history or things in our past. Thinking of an actual event, the you know, the human organism is made up of all of the different processes that are happening in that moment, but also all of the processes that have led up to that specific moment. So we can think of like aging um, and all of those cells coming to life and dying and the growth of a, like a human baby to like a human teenager. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of different processes and you, you don't just appear. You sort of emerge from, you know, being a fetus, but even before that, before your parents even come together. So there's a lot of history that comes into play in Whitehead's metaphysics, his philosophy. So he sort of sees the the universe as this ongoing creative advance. So we're continuing to expand. So you kind of have to look at the terms in relation to that concept of advancing forward, expanding. So here's another quote, and this one will sort of get into the prehensions of past actual events and eternal objects. Um, Each actual entity is a concrescence of feelings of the antecedent world, which do not only have objective content, but also subjective form. And as this concrescence is not only determined by the objective content, by what is felt, but also by the subjective form, by how it is felt, it is not only determined by the antecedent world that is felt, but also by how it is felt. In other words, each actual entity has to take into account its past, but that past only conditions and does not completely determine how the actual entity will take it into account and how an actual entity becomes constitutes what that actual entity is. So this is um, from Process and Reality, a Whitehead's uh, magnum opus, but I kind of want to break this down. So, so each actual entity is a concrescence of feelings. When what he means by concrescence, it's sort of a coming together of all these events. So, but it would be in relation to that organism, or the the surrounding related phenomena. So, but bringing it to just focus on the organism, the concrescence of feelings of the antecedent world. So bringing together of the past actual events that have sort of uh, presupposed that entity. So yeah, the concrescence of feelings of the antecedent world. We're bringing together all these um, past experiences, past events into the present actual entity, which will make up the past experiences and past events for the next actual entity that will emerge and so on and so forth and again like how he says each actual entity has to take into account its past but that past 
only conditions and does not completely determine how the actual entity will take it into account and how an actual entity becomes what constitutes what the actual entity is. So yes, the past and all of these things are going to bring forth the actual entity, but there is imaginative possibility and creativity which allows the agent, the organism, to decide on what it becomes. So it's not completely determined by the past, but more so, like it is, it has some determinations from the past. Obviously, you are a human, you won't just suddenly turn into like an octopus um, or, or something, but you'll continue to grow and develop as a human and then eventually decay and die. Um, and, you know, be buried, hopefully be some sort of uh, food for scavengers or something, or I don't know. I don't think our caskets allow for that. What The legacy we've left behind, whether it's children, grandchildren, or even just the people that we've encountered. So yeah, we leave an impression on everything around us even if it's not like a child, a grandchild, we still have an effect. Like for instance, with climate change happening, the we can see how humanity influences events like weather systems or things like that. Um, we have a very huge impact on our environment and how a lot of animals are endangered because of how we've destroyed habitats, um, that sort of illustrates this um, impression or leaving of a legacy but it also doesn't even have to be um, so concrete or physical like that it can be in the form of feelings the way music affects your art or uh, mythology uh, belief systems thoughts words words have their own life and history sort of their own essence their own this is where Hillman Hillman's uh, psychology plays a big part. He sees as everything animated um, or holding weight. There's a lot of um, history behind words. Words aren't just, um, they have their very strict definitions, like where did the root words come from? How did those languages develop? Um, what do those words mean in the context of metaphors or idioms? how words came about, how written language has come about is through development and history. So things aren't just standalone, not even words um, are like just standalone what they are. They're always in reference to something. Uh, the turning events into experience would really apply to his philosophy. Um, both Hillman and Whitehead, they want to reach a depth of satisfaction or an intensifying of experience and the concrescence is sort of having to do with intensifying experience going deeper into what the organism is becoming and what its impact in the world is and its own legacy the things it uh, encounters is more as it grows so we can see concrescence as soul making or as Hillman's soul making and this soul making is again that sort of concrescence, that coming together of a bunch of 
differing but relevant uh, related things in their situated environment coming together to create something new and that could just be an organism the next moment me the next moment that's something new from the me from before but I use the me from before as a reference to continue being me the me now so like that's where the term subjective unity of experience there's it keeps it sort of continuous we don't completely forget our personality we can't it's embedded in like every part of us it's embedded in our bones or muscles everything they make room for plurality uh in experience it's not just this individual soul and we're trying to bring all these different components into one being um hillman wants to acknowledge that these different components are valid these different uh aspects of ourselves are valid so he wants it to be sort of a polytheistic approach to our personalities to our different aspects of who we are even different aspects of a city a country of a relationship uh there isn't just one personality and you can't integrate it all into one without suppressing all of the others or repressing all of the others he sort of acknowledges that there is a time and place for every single type of personality or emotion feeling um aspect and i'm probably rambling right now and not making any sense but honestly i feel like whitehead and hillman have that sort of same very poetic uh way of going into their philosophies and sometimes the way to be able to understand them is to engage in that poetic or creative uh adventure of ideas so that's usually how i spend my time when i'm reading them i'll start comparing them to other philosophers that i'm reading um especially like whitehead i'll start comparing whatever i'm reading to whitehead or if if it's um relevant like phenomenology or or process of philosophy then i'll sort of bring whitehead into the picture but and sort of engage in dialogue with these ideas um and that and that sort of helps me uh get a deeper understanding of these ideas even though they're very they're very out there <laughs> um and they seem kind of like what is what the hell are they talking about they're but that's the point i think well not the the what the hell but i think the point is that they really want to encourage this imaginative possibility again coming back to it all um and this adventure of ideas expands um cuz again these ideas aren't coming from nowhere they're coming from everywhere like they're coming from whatever they've been exposed to whatever like you can't there's no original thought um that saying there's no original thought there's no original art um it's all it's all stolen um not really stolen it's just we take it in and then we sort of bring it together to what the other things we already have in our arsenal <laughs> so and that that could be a good way to define concrescence it's this taking in of new things novel things or they're not novel 
what the novelty comes in that new creation when you put everything together so for instance me in this moment i am novel and the next me is going to take this present me as well as all of the past of me into another novel moment and so on and so forth the novelty comes together when it when a concrescence occurs so when that coming together occurs of related events um of of drops of experience coming together and these drops of experience would also have to do with things like imagination uh possibilities potentials eternal objects which are myths belief systems philosophies thoughts um images the things that we are perceiving the images that we sort of conjure up um whitehead's philosophy isn't entirely idealistic and it's not entirely physical or um reductionistic so any entity whose conceptual recognition does not involve a necessary reference to any definite actual entities of the temporal world that's an internal object um it's also all the ways in which we describe the, this world the adjectives these are the eternal objects the colors shapes feelings smells tastes qualities the images um in hillman's psychology he always says this phrase stick to the image um when we're trying to describe our dreams the experience of our dreams or the experience of our just everyday experiences use adjectives um use myths but not try like don't try to interpret this like hidden meaning behind these things uh notice the face of the dreams there's a face appearing for the dreams there's a face appearing in every encounter notice it witness it and describe it stick to the image describe the feelings describe the shapes colors smells tastes qualities and these would be eternal objects for whitehead anima mundi to whitehead is quote each actual entity is a throb of experience apart from the experiences of subjects there is nothing bare nothingness so whitehead also sees everything as experiencing every enti- every actual entity with throbs of experiences of events that are drops of experience and what and hillman's anima mundi uh the world soul that's sort of what he means he doesn't see it as a um that there's this one unifying soul he sees it more as everything being animated everything having throbs of experience as being occasions of experience and i've been quoting a lot this episode but my outline was sort of scattered and kind of all over the place mostly filled with quotes just i guess maybe to express that imaginative possibility that adventure of ideas <laughs> hopefully you've been able to understand what i've been saying or at least get an idea of how hillman and whitehead relate but yeah so let me end here with a quote uh from hillman let us say that the astronomical bodies the planets offer metaphysical bodies the gods or one might say the archetypes by means of whom every element of experience can be interpreted what is beyond in both meanings are the heavenly bodies these afford some nouns and adjectives 
some processes, and some realities. The planetary persons fill the void of the beyond with the myths of their bodies and the bodies of their myths. This cosmology is a psychological field, a field because metaphysics is placed in imaginal locations. Psychological because the planets are persons with traits, with behaviors, and in relation with one another. Before I close off here, Hillman really emphasizes um, personifying everything, and not in the mode of personification where we're projecting ourselves onto things, but giving um, the things around us like personality, because he acknowledges that humans are very symbolical, and the way we connect to the world around us, the way we make meaning, the way we create soul is through this uh, exchange of symbols and interpretation through symbols and metaphors. And for Whitehead, he would refer to this as symbolic reference. He would say that symbolic reference is the interpretive element in human experience. Uh, Human experience, uh, how we experience the world is largely based on the point of view, our perception. Um, Of course, there is phenomena, there are processes that are real. Our images are also real. The way we create myths, the way we create metaphors, these things influence how we feel and interact and engage with the world around us. So for Hillman, it's very important to take these images and myths, metaphors, dreams, this imaginative realm to take it seriously. Even if it's very uh, jumbled up at first, like this podcast episode. (laughs) Um, I hope this was helpful in some way. I get very excited about Whitehead, just overall. Um, And Hillman has been my uh, my person for the past couple of weeks. Been really into his stuff. Um, And then sort of applying it to Whitehead or seeing how they compare and how they don't. But yeah, I hope this was interesting. I will probably have more episodes on Hillman, but please uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much if you stuck around till the end, if you understood any of what I said. Uh, Thank you for listening, and yeah, I'll see you next time.